Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Tonight we have a very special guest. I'm excited to talk to you. We haven't talked to you for uh, for quite a while. We know you from the Indianapolis improv scene. We met you at Comedy Sports Indianapolis. Uh, wonderful man, all around great person. Jeff Clausen, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. This is such a thrill and a privilege. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Good. No, good. Yes, well. good. <laughs> no, we're doing great. And we were uh, just talking a little bit uh, before we started recording about comedy sports moving into their new venue, which we've, we've, I, we're getting periodic reports from having guests on and like okay. kind of informing us like where things are in that process. So yeah, I, I'm probably the one that's the least associated with it. Cause I'm kind of still observing things from the periphery, but yeah, they're kind of in the process of moving into a new space near the university of Indianapolis, which is remarkably closer to me than uh, the current temporary space that they're co-opting with, with red curb and mm -hmm. Avon. And then even the previous space, which was in the heart, of downtown on Mass Ave, so it's uh, very cool to see that they're inching closer to, to my stomping grounds. I live uh, on the south side of Indianapolis. I'm in uh, neighborhood Franklin, Indiana, which okay. um, yeah. is uh, about 19 yeah. miles south of Indy. But yeah, very cool, very exciting time. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I live, I live like, um, like we're Southport in 37. Yeah. Outstanding. I know exactly where you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's hella traffic there because of all the construction. Yes. Something I didn't anticipate. Yes. Road rage has yeah, been it's, insane. Yeah. And you um, or Indiana others? Is very good about never being done with its roads. Yeah. Road rage. It is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Continuum of rage. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and that's actually, I, I lived in Greenwood for the last, like, four years I was in Indy. Or, like, the last five years. Yeah, we nice, lived in Greenwood yeah. before we moved I up I grew there. up in Greenwood, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Southside! <laughs> awesome. Well, what, do you, what about you, Brent? What have you been up to since I talked to you, uh, what, last week? Yeah, kind of busy. Today was a big day. Um, at work, I, Jeff, I work at an adult high school, and we have, like, instead of semesters we call them terms they're a lot shorter and then in between terms in between terms we have like a week where there's no students it's just us like yeah orientations and stuff today Absolutely. was a team building day yep good old pd days i know these yep we went downtown and had a scavenger hunt 
Oh, that's fun. Nice. Yeah, boy, boy, I'm, I'm, my paw's tired. Um, Where's that going? And well, the other thing is, we we met at the school, and then we took we, we took the Indigo bus downtown to sort of um sh- show us how our students get to school. You know, a lot of our students. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll just say, tell you guys, the, it's so clean. I was so impressed by Indigo and, awesome. and their service. Yeah. The only thing that one thing happened and then we immediately fixed it was that when we transferred buses at one point, the bus was 20 minutes late and we needed to get where we we're going. So we we're like, let's just hop on the scooters. <laughs> oh, did you really? I had never done the scooters before. That's so nice. great. <laughs> oh, when I was done, I was like, I, I want to do stuff at City Market. Went to City Market yeah. for lunch. I was like, why am I walking around City Market? I want the scooters. Yeah. The scooter. <laughs> it's the like scooter. the, mo- the motorized scooters. Again. They're motorized. Oh, dude. And it's yeah. so awesome. You can go slow or like insanely fast, <laughs> but it's not, it's not hard to like, I mean, it's not, sorry, it's not easy to get super fast. Like, like it, like anyone could do it, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a smooth ride. Yeah, it was really nice. easy to get it going. <laughs> nice, you guys. You want to hear a, a fucked up thing that happened to me today? I want to hear a fucked up thing. What happened to you? <laughs> I I was working. I work from home, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sitting at in my living room working, and I get a call from the city where my wife works. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like maybe half hour, like forty five minute drive from here, maybe. Um, would you say the city where your wife works? Yeah, just because a call came in and I could just see what city it was from, right? Because I, I didn't, I didn't know the okay. number, so I was like, okay, I'll answer this. And it was, it was the second. I know this city. <laughs> I, I, this, yeah. this, this city. Called. Yeah, <laughs> we built this city. But, uh, the chamber of commerce is reaching out to you. We just want to make sure. Yeah. That you enjoyed the promenade at the courthouse square. Yeah. We're, we're taking surveys. Should we invest more or less heavily in motorized scooters? What's your... Yes, we hear, here you can go fast very easily. Yeah. 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 So, but no, so they called and it was maybe a couple hours before my wife should have been at work. And she she texted me at like, like maybe 15 minutes before she was supposed to be at work because she was at the gas station. She like texted me about gas prices, right? Um, Right. So then her school calls a couple hours later and they're like, hi, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah at the school. Um, We're just wondering if, if, if we're trying to get a hold of Shauna. And I was like, okay, well this, this is her husband. And they're like, okay, do you know where she is or why she's not at work? Or like, and I was like, what? No. And, oh no! This is like the nightmare call. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, so they were like, they were like, well, we've called her and we're we're trying to get, we keep going to voicemail and we don't know where she is. And I was like, fuck. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll try to find her and call you back, right? <laughs> so like, I'll be your intermediary while I'm also like a terrified husband. Thank right. you. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, okay. So then I like, very quickly was like, I was like, okay, there are three possibilities that I can think of. Go like I'm, think, I'm thinking of a fourth in case I don't hear it. A fourth, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, so in my head, I'm thinking like most likely there's a serious car accident to where she's at least incapacitated to some extent to where she can't contact me. Right. Best case scenario for that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> she's got like gone unsolved mysteries, and somebody's like grabbed her and taken her phone and like uh, you know ushered her away in a van or something. You know, she's being. Robert Stack films uh, a stand-up like a block away. Yeah, yeah, right. We're like, in which full... case, you have a very certain special set of skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, and uh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, or yeah. So human trafficking, I guess. And then I was like, right? 
I was like, the third option, which I feel is least likely, but is maybe my best option, is maybe she's had a complete mental breakdown. And she's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this fucking job. I'm just, I'm gone. I'm just going to start driving. I'm throwing my phone out the window and I'm just going to keep driving. And I was like, Velma Louise is an off Navy pier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I guess I'm hoping for that one at this point. Right. So like, so I get in the car and I was like, well, I know she's somewhere between the gas station and the school she works at, right? Right. So at some point between there, she texted you about gas prices. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Unless she's headed, yeah. Then right. Then, then that's the wild card. Yeah, she was like, God damn, these gas prices are high. Text. You know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck my job. <laughs> Fuck everything. I'm fucking done, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I get in my car. I start driving. I start driving south. And I, I call the police department down there because I'm like, I, I don't know what else to, cause I called her phone and it didn't even go through. Right. Well, come to find out she was giving a presentation that came, was handed down from administration. It should have been well known that she was at this presentation, you know, in front of these kids un unavailable because she's giving a presentation to, to middle school. Keep silencing her phone like, what the? Oh, come yeah. on, I'm talking to kids right now. So she said, so she, so anyway, I finally, so as soon, like, I get, I drive away from my home for maybe five minutes, and the secretary calls me back, and she's like, oh, hey, we just wanted to let you know. I, I was on the phone with the police department, I was like, hold on, I'm getting another call, let me call you back. And the mm-hmm. secretary's like, oh, we found her, I just wanted to let you know, and I was like, what are you, like, what the fuck, like, what is going on there? Why? I'm in my car burning the expensive gas that led to her meltdown. What's right. happening? Yeah, which is the whole reason she left the state. Uh, You're perpetuating this cycle of abuse. Yeah. And that was Jeff's fourth, that was that was exactly his, his fourth yeah, My fourth one was, like, she is just, like, standing outside the car looking up at the gas prices and shaking her fist in perpetuity. Yeah, That's, just flipping it off. Your, but your three were better. So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I went live. So wait, so like in the time that she just did a presentation, which I wouldn't imagine would be very long, someone called her, like her work called her a ton of times and then just fig- figured they'd call you like she's missing. Yeah, I think because it, it, it had it, the presentation was about two hours. So I think it was for multiple classes, like classes were gotcha. rotating. Yeah. But so she oh, had she, she had okay. her walkie talkie turned off because she didn't because yeah. she was doing something. Oh, and. Right. And her phone, it didn't. She doesn't get reception in that school very well, so she didn't have reception where she was. Mm, um, okay. So yeah, they were trying to contact her, and I guess she like goes. She gets done with the presentation and goes up to the main office, and like with a one of her colleagues, and they're like laughing and joking. And she walks in the office, and she said one of the secretaries is on the verge of tears, and the other one, the first thing she says to my wife is, "You need to call your husband." So then, <laughs> so then my I wife. So many husband points. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You need to call your husband. He just burned down every gas station in the tri-state area because he could not believe the prices you told him yeah just burned them all. yeah so then my wife is like wait what's wrong with my husband are my kids okay, okay. So, I was, so now she gets to go through the nightmare that you just right i was like what is wrong with this fucking secretary she's calling the police now on on the verge of tears I, you just need to call your husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that was that was a period of my morning. Is, is the, the secretary at her school the Joker? Because it feels like she's the linchpin of all of this chaos. Right. I, I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to watch the world <laughs> burn. Calling you because she can't find her. You better call your husband because... <laughs> 
<laughs> she sits there like a puppet master just wiggling her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was messed up. But, but so anyway, so this episode, I want to, um, this, this is gonna, after my traumatic experience this morning. I'm loving this segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, so this is going to be our Halloween talk episode. talk about trauma. Yeah. This yeah. is a great, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to drop, usually our episodes drop like two months after we record them, but I'm, I'm going to drop this the week of Halloween, or I guess Ooh. the Wednesday before Halloween. So this will be our Halloween episode. Halloween Hello. Halloween Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the movie, Jeff, that you brought to us is a movie I loved as a child. I watched a lot. Uh, 19, 1991's yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us about your experience with this movie and, and kind of why you chose it? Uh, yeah. So, um, this movie is similar to you, founded as a child, loved it. Um, I have a deep-rooted love for the Ernest franchise, the Ernest mythology, and Jim Varney in general. And I don't say that with a shred of irony. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was a phenomenal performer. Uh, it seems like anybody who ever worked with him held him in like ridiculously high esteem. And it was one of those things like I kind of put him in. I, I feel like like now that we're like adults in the world of you know, kind of like a consolidated media landscape where we're learning about people. We're kind of having to like come to grips with people who were pop culture punchlines forever that we kind of lazily said like, Oh yeah, the Simpsons said we should make fun of this guy. So he must be lame. We're kind of learning like lessons like on the Guy Fieri front, the John Cena front. Like, and, and I think that Jim Varney kind of, didn't benefit from this contemporary landscape like some of those others do, but like definitely is one of those that after the fact, they were like, oh, I probably shouldn't have dogpiled on him just because pop culture told us to. Um, but yeah, it's when we had the opportunity to talk about Ernest Scared Stupid, I was like, I get to talk about something that I love very deeply, you know, not just this movie, but um, uh, but Ernest and Jim Barney itself. So super enthused and super excited to talk about this. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Um, I actually saw this movie as a kid, um, I live in uh, Franklin, Indiana, very close to downtown Franklin, and there is a historic 100-year-old single-screen movie house called the Artcraft Theater that's been preserved, and uh, is, it just celebrated its 100th anniversary a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, but growing up, I went to that theater with my family, and I saw this movie at the Artcraft Theater its opening weekend. So like, I've got vivid memories of, <laughs> of the film, and <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed the rewatch that I did last week on so like very excited to get into this yeah nice no and i absolutely agree yeah he's a super talented performer you see all these other like characters he does and then yes. i was remembering like you know even in the Be- the beverly hillbillies where i think maybe he was still typecast a little bit as like the hillbilly but um yeah but man, yeah just his range and his i mean he's a great he's a great actor you know now, this character got it start doing like a like a car commercial or something yes right? Yeah, so basically he was doing a bunch of ads, I think, for an agency, and they just they caught like lightning. And if you've ever um, heard the story about how he got hooked up with Touchstone, which is a Disney um, joint, mm-hmm. um, he was doing the Indianapolis 500 parade. He was like a guest, or maybe even the Grand Marshal, and they bring the cars around, and you know. Michael Eisner who and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who just recently basically took over Disney, were there. And, you know, they're kind of part of the Disney um, brain trust that was just like at the festival and promoting their own brand. Well, 
Mickey comes by and people wave and there's that. And then Jim Varney as Ernest comes by and the crowd loses their minds yeah. and is screaming, Hey, Vernon him and Eisner and Katzenberg are like, who is this guy? We need to figure this out. And that's kind of where I think, um, all that kind of starts because these are all touchstone films basically up until Ernest gets stupid. And so it's so, yeah. so interesting, the story and how it starts as, you know, a pitch man for these commercials and how he basically did those, as Ernest up until his death but yeah. like, was always just churning those things out. There's probably hundreds of these Ernest ads that are out there just because it was a yeah. very lucrative gig for him, I think. It, you know, it was, it's so funny. Like, it seems like unprecedented too, like where you'd go from like an ad to like, like a show or something. I know it's funny. I just heard like Nick Kroll on a podcast talking about, he was in, this is funny. He was in, remember when um, they did that caveman show? Say, the Geico like, caveman. Yeah. Caveman. Okay. You remember yeah. those commercials? Yeah. The yep. guy could, they made it into a TV show that lasted maybe less than a season. I do mm-hmm. remember that. And Nick Kroll was one of the one yeah. of the cavemen. Really? And he I was didn't... talking about how he, he was so happy it was canceled because it was just like that makeup was so. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah. Terrible. But the show That's sucked. Wild. Like it just it, it it seems almost impossible to go from like doing ads to like bringing the ad to a show. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's always interesting. Like what things. Yeah, it exists in these 30 second microcosms, and then people like, you know, we could maybe extrapolate this. <laughs> into like the guy doing the ka-ching, like at the drive thru or something. Like, <laughs> right. I was, I was trying, what, if, or, what if his dad was a CEO of a company and he died all of a sudden? Yeah. The ka-ching guy's got to take over. Right. Yeah. Or, or they what if tra- he brought back the honeymooners, but it's those mucinex like blobs. <laughs> what if they were living in someone's sinus cavity? <laughs> <laughs> they were terribly racist. <laughs> yes. Well, well, maybe, maybe. Okay. It's high concept, but I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Because they're green and other people aren't green. So I see. I, I got you. Yeah, but I think. Oh, it, wait. It, the reason why I said that was because I, I chose the wrong show. I, I got my shows mixed. I said Honeymooners, and I meant All in the Family. <laughs> okay, that makes well, sense. Was plenty racist. You're fine. That makes You're a little more fine. sense. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not sure the racism thing's kind of coming out of left field, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> but spousal abuse was on display in full force, so right. it's all kind of relatively poorly. Aged. Yeah. No, but anything's anything's at least they're not trying to like do a run of movies or like some kind of sitcom with the the guy from that commercial in Indiana, where he's like, I don't want to make money. I just oh, love selling guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Don's guns. Yep. He's yeah. another South Sider. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't Will Paffenberger talk to that dude a bunch, like on his radio show? I, I don't. That's yeah. a great question. I don't know. That's yeah. they either spoofed him on Smiley in the Morning Show or something, or they like, or they like interviewed him like a ton of times, like almost like ironically. Oh, well, man. yeah, I don't know about Will's association. Mine was um, I used to be a broadcasting teacher uh, at high school in my area, and for a couple years, here comes Aircraft Theater again. Um, we did they did a student film festival with some of our local high schools, and I remember one year one of the students entered a essentially like a mini documentary about Don from Don's Guns, and he had ah oh, man, this is just talk about your asshole of assholes. I'm uh, sure he had. He had a giant rock in his front yard that had the Second Amendment etched into, like, like how they have like the Ten Commandments in front of, oh you know, my like, God. like a giant rock with the Second Amendment etched in it, just so everyone knew who lived in that house and and precisely the good that he brought to the world. Wow, yeah, that's insane. 
Yeah. Of course, like when he's doing his his stand up interview segments in this documentary, his testimonials, he's right by his rock. So. <laughs> is that available to watch anywhere? That'd be very interesting to see. I maybe on YouTube. That's a really good question. It wasn't one of my students. It was from a different okay. school, but I remember screening it, um, and I was just like, just, 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 yeah, just, just don't cheat. Just like, eh, this is just yeah. don't. <laughs> Hooray for humanity and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, Don. <laughs> But no, I, I like love what I, Brent said earlier about um, Jim Varney and his range, all the characters he, he he plays. That's always like kind of one of the nice control variables in any Ernest movie is they just can't help but let him do this brilliant thing where he just go like. And I remember in this mm-hmm. one, they're like the old standards, like the old woman that he plays seemingly in everything. That's my favorite. Then, yeah. then he's like dusting off some like he's bringing out some ones that I don't think he's ever done before. Like there's like the. Um, like the like what the the British hunter yeah. is one of them, and like one of like the Roman emperor, yeah. Um, and just yeah, just like these real kind of like highbrow things that like just always impressed me as a kid. Like one of the things that well, I'll, that's always endeared me to Ernest Goes to Camp is the fact that the dude made a Joseph Mingle a joke <laughs> in a kid's straight up Disney movie. Like what kid in that 1980s audience is even remotely getting? a Joseph Mingle reference and that is just chef's motherfucking kiss. Yeah. One well, and it's and it's it's so obvious cuz I mean you could tell a lot of this stuff is it if it wasn't ad lib it's him just like you know riffing and working just, on it. Yeah. And like he's obviously playing a very dumb character but I mean you've he had like you've got to have some smarts to like just pull out the kind of shit he's pulling out, you know. Gosh, yeah. Just yeah, razor sharp stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> But no, but it makes me think, yeah, other people, like, when you talked about appreciating him more now, you, uh, it just reminded me of, like, Weird Al, I think, is kind of in that same vein. Or, like, yeah. or uh, Monica Lewinsky, I feel mm-hmm. like, has had that same, you know, where, like... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's those people who kind of live long enough to kind of, like, allow themselves and their reputation and their awesomeness and their body of work really kind of eventually speaking for themselves. And then, like, the world kind of has to be contrite or, you know... Their, their lifelong fans get to kind of do the I told you so tour. But yeah, yeah. that's a really, really good comparison is yeah, the Weird Al's and Monica Lewinsky's and the tragedy for Jim Varney, obviously, is he dies, you know, from lung cancer, you know, not that long after. I mean, I think it was maybe like under a decade or around that. So yeah. basically, like posthumously, I think Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. may have come out shortly before his death. But then, like, I think he did a couple of their voices, like in the Atlantis movie. And those come out after he after he passes, but he never really gets to live to kind of have that that renaissance that he probably would have absolutely received. Like, can you yeah. imagine like the Billy Bob Thornton esque career that oh, he's having now in dude. an alternate universe? Like, one of the things I wrote down in my notes on the movie was the movie is so proto on so many unintentional levels. Like, the movie's proto Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah. the entire yeah. first fifteen minutes is Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's the flashback to puritanical times which then fades into a friggin' school classroom where they're teaching this oh, local shit. myth yeah. as if it's part of the curriculum. Yeah. Like, completely the template for Hocus Pocus. It's proto-Leprechaun, where you have, like, this kind of dwarfy, small, ghoulish villain character that's terrorizing, you know, this community. So it's predating that. And it's um, it's he's proto-Jim Carrey. Like, there's an alternate universe yeah. where Jim Carrey comes first and is this kind of, like pop culture Aquaman adjacent joke that the Simpsons make fun of. And then shortly after that, Jim Varney comes along and he catches lightning in a bottle. And suddenly he has this 
very successful highbrow career and Jim Carrey is still kind of like this pop culture punchline because right. yeah. I mean it's you know multiple characters rubber face brilliantly smart and, yeah. and hilarious very accomplished and effective performer and you know just but for a couple of years one goes one way and the other goes the other yeah no I, I think you're absolutely right if he hadn't passed on which he was only like 50 or was he even yeah. 50 like he wasn't very I think I think you're right. In the last 20, in like these past 20 years or so, we would have seen some like pretty incredible shit from him. I, he would have done like serious movies. I, yeah, no, he would have been like, yeah. I'm trying to think of um, like what Art Carney won an Oscar of bringing the honeymooners for a full circle. <laughs> um, he wins an Oscar in the twilight of his career. Gosh, I'm trying, trying to think of some of the other ones that um, have this kind of like renaissance later on. I'm drawing some blanks here, but yeah, just yeah. kind of think like the thought experiment of what happens if, you know, if he doesn't die from lung cancer, you know, what kind of renaissance does he have? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they also had the two bully kids in the end. So to go back to your Hocus Pocus. Yes. Right there. yes. Oh, that's right. The two yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Disney movies. So it's like, it's like there's one guy in a room looking over the shoulder of the Ernest Scared Stupid screenplay writer going, oh, oh. Well, and n- not. Maybe about three sisters. Yeah. Well, not only that, like their go- their goal is to like collect these children, right? They have children, to collect the children yeah. to like. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. It's got to be a you know. There's a formula, just like the Hallmark movie network. You know, they just <laughs> and not that's not even a hit on them. Like if you're in yeah, no, it is. a Hallmark template, movie, yeah. like it's perfect. It's a perfect <laughs> formula each time, and that it works. You know. Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead, Brian. Oh. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. If, if we want to keep yeah. talking about what we're talking about, we can do that. Um, but that this this um, this Ernest movie it made a lot less money than others. Yes, really. Certainly because it was just so fucking scary to kids. It's genuinely scary. Like the yeah. like the second act of this movie is impressively scary, especially like, you know, like watching it. Like it's messed up. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, um well. This movie came out, and my brother, my little brother, and I would rent it all the time and watch it. Mm. And then we took a trip to um, New York, my, where my, where my uh, mom's side of the family is, and we were just like hanging out at someone's house, like wanting to write, like watch a movie, and on HBO or something like that yep. was this movie. And my brother and I, we totally knew all the whole Ernest like catalog. Mm. When it, when we got to Scared Stupid, it was just a funny movie to us. Sure. But when we played it for our, our cousins who were a little younger than me, nope. they freaked out. They, like like <laughs> one kid screamed when he saw the troll. Wow. But I remember thinking so so like strongly, like this isn't a scary movie. I promise. <laughs> Fucked me up as a kid when I saw the really? theater. Cause yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm one of those people who just I abhor scary movies. Like I just when I go to sleep at night, I need to dream about rainbows and puppies and unicorns. And I can't have things. In, I can't have things invading my subconscious, and that's all that stuff does is plant those seeds. Like there's the trailers for that movie Smile, and it's getting a ton of buzz. And like it's all, it's almost like the intrigue of like what is it? What happens in this movie? And then your subconscious, like in, in your most vulnerable moment, just takes over. And so I always tried to avoid those movies when I was a kid. So what what could be a safer movie than we can go see than Ernest? Like, whatever they do, it'll be fun. And, like, the opening credits of this movie kind of speak to that, yeah. but in a very disjointed way because it starts quiet with, like, that blood-drippy font. And so you're kind of like, what are they going for? Yeah. And then it's intercutting these classic horror films yeah. with just rubber-facing Jim Barney being a goofball. So you're kind of like – Okay, okay, maybe. Safe. And then the second act of this film, and a little girl's in her bedroom, and she's basically just like completely stalked <laughs> and then taken out by this demonic troll. And that yeah. is messed up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 
And I remember, and the troll design was very uh, evocative, you know, with the two noses. Like, what a weird decision to put two yes. noses. And, it's, you know, like, that always it's stuck It's weird, with it's wriggly, it's gross. Like, it's a really good creature design. Yeah. And it's, like, bizarre, too, because I think it's very effective. But then you get to the end where all of his kids are born, and they're, like, like the rejects from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And, like, yeah. none of it feels like it should be taken seriously. But up until then, that one troll is cool. Incredibly yeah. gross. You know, you know what? It made me think of just this second. Like, I did not think of this before now. But it reminds me kind of with the big head and everything and how... And this was another thing that was genuinely scary. Do you guys remember the, the Ghostbusters cartoon? The, like, oh, yeah. What, the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Fucking... This yeah. guy. This thing kind of reminds me of the Boogeyman. Which that, yeah. that, that thing scared the scared. shit out of me yep. as a kid. Because yep. its voice... Its voice is so... If anybody listening to this doesn't, like, go look up the Ghostbusters boogeyman. That guy is fucking... And he's got, like, the goat legs, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just no, that did. Was a, yeah, you genuinely, yeah. genuinely terrifying episode. Yeah, and... Brent, br- you, you look up a clip after we record. His voice is fucking scary as hell. children's entertainment where like nobody was in the room to tell them maybe not and man right. some stuff just got past the goalie right and that's yeah. yeah the boogeyman's a great example of that yeah yes yeah. so they're like oh they're working on a kid's show we don't have to watch it too yeah, close sure. it's for kids they understand you know yeah like, it's like no. that time at the disney parks when they had like alien encounter and if uh, they still have it, it it's, it's tough to be a bug, but like, there's just like genuinely like jump scary things. And it's like, what meeting is happening where someone's going like, you know what kids really like? Having a shit scared out of them. That's what they really like. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes. Is that yeah. it? Brin's, Brin's sharing his screen. Yeah. Oh God. It's pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and his voice too. It's like, God, God, it's yeah, it's like, it's like he's breathing in. Yes. And, and it's, that's, that's it, it's so scary. He's like, <laughs> Children, I, I can't. Even... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> it's so good. It's really scary. The voice is scary, but um, how was I gonna say? Uh, oh, uh, th- like so, it, toward the end too. For like, just I don't know why this stuck with me as a kid too. But the fact that milk was the thing that kills them, and they're turning <laughs> into these like little puddles of goo, you know, and it's just all, the whole thing is so gross and drippy. Yeah, like, just. From bell to bell, if it's not like the troll with all of his snot and boogers, it's all the drippy, gross milk that's just everywhere in the movie. It's yeah. Cool. Well, the and, man. and like Ernest calls the <laughs> when Ernest calls him Boogerface at one point, and then you get a close up of his, and you're like, oh no, he's actually there's actually just like snot pouring down like out of both noses. Is it booger lips. Booger. That's right. Booger lips. Yeah. Booger lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like like the the climactic moment after rim shots turned into a statue. He's like, someone with a runny nose is gonna die. <laughs> yeah, poor rim shot, man. I know. Oh, sure. This this movie is not shy about 
uh, putting children and animals in harm's way. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> yeah. does not give zero fucks on those products. Yeah. Putting, putting them in garbage trucks. Like they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> no, you know, one thing I, 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 and I feel like maybe I should have known this, but when he was first taught, what's that? Oh, Mrs. Hackmore. He's talking to Eartha Kitt, right? And yes. who's bringing it in this movie? Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I remember her being awesome, but like it was so fun because everyone else is just kind of terrible and sleepwalking through the movie. I'm sure they're like all like associate producers or just friends of you know whoever's involved, etc. Like the cop and the mayor, and like like they're just I mean, they're trying, but they're not they're not good. Right. But yeah, Eartha Kitt is just there, like this is my one shot, <laughs> and I'm not not gonna throw it. She is just. Ringing. yeah she's right. chewing she's chewing on everything the whole like <laughs> but but so there's that one point when he first goes over there and she's like screaming at him and i was like i was like i know that fucking voice and i i realized i looked it up like and i i think this is common knowledge i feel like i should have known this but she's she's yzma from yzma, emperor's yeah. new groove right oh, yeah. and like but as she's she screaming at her, but like i heard it i was like oh that's the exact same voice i know you know yeah <laughs> And she she was obviously Catwoman as well. I knew that, you know, I knew who Eartha Kitt was and you know, singer and everything. But I it wasn't until I heard her voice in that moment I was like, oh, that's fucking Yzma, you know. Yeah, you could close your eyes at times in this movie, and it's just totally the Yzma performance. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they went to her in the video booth and said, "Can you just do your Hackmore? Is that okay?" <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I got this. I got yeah, this. we're we're really are they just like trying to like gently subtly nudge her in that direction like can you be a little more high a little more show and she's like are you just trying to get me to do mrs hackmore and they're like yeah that's what we're that's <laughs> yeah. what we're going for okay yeah. that's <laughs> Is that all right yeah warburton's going really the opposite so we feel the diametrically thing yeah, i think it's gonna work <laughs> yeah yeah which it did it works great it's fantastic oh gosh she's so good <laughs> But I also love that joke when the troll first comes out and, and Ernest is like, he's like, I hope you're from Keebler or you'll be like, you're from Keebler. <laughs> my mom in the theater, it was always a treat when my mom just genuinely loved a joke. And I vividly remember her loving that joke. She, yeah. she just thought, she's just like, that was delightful. <laughs> it is. It's so, so funny. Up. He's like pops out of this tree. <laughs> um, yeah. What? One funny one, one thing that I kind of noted as the movie went along was um, just like some convenient plot points that just happened or didn't happen. So like the troll shows up, he terrorizes Ernest and the kids, etc. Disappears whenever he needs to. Shows up whenever he needs to. But then there's the part in the truck when the troll has a sword, <laughs> a legitimate sword. Yeah. That's like stabbing through the roof, and it never comes back. Like something he could have used. <laughs> right. To take out the Warl generation. If he needed to, right. something he definitely can use in the climax of the film when his children are out there, you know, in peril. But yeah, just the sword does not come back. Same thing. Same thing with like his super shredder ability at the end. Mm. Something that apparently he could have done at any time, but like not until now. Yeah, Which, he's like, he's like, demons do your worst. <laughs> Imbue me with your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. What about like that set design um, for the woods? I thought it. Yeah. No, I, like the set design for the woods, I thought was awful. Oh, really? It was okay. awful. <laughs> yeah, that's so too, right? Like, oh no, 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 I said two. You guys aren't agreeing. With me at all. <laughs> no, I. I thought like it was the, one, the one lone tree. Yeah. Well, just as they're creeping through like the woods, mm. it just look. It looks. It looks. I thought it looked bad. 
I thought maybe they, they, they spent more time on that stupid treehouse. <laughs> they, they built in 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Yeah, that's... tree fort with all kinds of, you know, weaponry yeah. and accoutrement. With a, a pizza launcher. children on that must have been really hard. Like, it's like stocking it with cans of old dog food and, and, and <laughs> yeah. supreme pizzas. Can't say pizzas? What are the two things we need yeah. if these bullies are... Well, three, we have to build a very comprehensive tree fort and yeah. stock it with dog food pizzas. Then, <laughs> yeah. then we're going to be fine. Hopefully they don't show up in the middle of the construction of it, because then we'll be caught with our pants down. Right. Well, I love that in, in kid movies where like the characters make things, you know, yeah. like yeah, like the the old lady makes things in her yard, you know, and the kids make things. Ernest is set up. Ernest and his yeah, yeah, and his Rube Goldberg stuff that he does every movie. Yeah, absolutely. And then it shows him for the first time, and he's like. He's created this like garbage can washing system. Yeah, and that's not stupid. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I always love that shit too. Or when kids are like training, or I don't know. When I was a kid, yeah, kids are training. Or when like each kid, I'm thinking of the three ninjas. You know, which like oh, yeah. they've oh, each yeah. got their own weapon. I don't know. You when you're a kid, or at least when I was a kid, I just really like you know glommed onto yeah. that shit. Well, and also like it, within the tree fort, wasn't there like a helicopter? That they use at one oh, point. Oh yeah, there was a drone. Yeah. yeah, they had a yeah, drone. Yeah, you're uh, yeah. A and drone. I think it was made out of milk, made out of um, mailboxes, right? Because the yes, mail, yeah. the mailboxes open and then milk falls out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the pragmatic brain of Ernest P. Worrell was like, "We're gonna need a remote controlled drone helicopter." <laughs> Not now. We got dog food pizzas, but later. Right. And then he has right. he like turns into a general character, and he's like, we he's like we need to build these by the dozen. Send them over to the Middle East. And it's like whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my God. I hear there are several weddings scheduled for this weekend. Let's get a move on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I man, I think you're right. I I did I didn't really think about it like. Um, you know, I didn't like think about it clearly, but I think you're absolutely right. Like the the career Jim Varney would have had had he not died. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I think we would yeah, have seen some like that late Renaissance again. I'm trying to think of what's the real estate comp. Like, who's someone that was kind of either like maybe like a famous television actor or someone, and then they just later in life they had kind of like this silver fox kind of Renaissance where they became a you know a mainstream film darling they won awards i'm i'm blanking but i'm yeah like that's what i feel like that that would have been could have seen him host snl oh yeah hell yeah yeah so much cool shit yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i I can think of people who are like either wrestlers or like sitcom people who like went into action you know maybe not maybe not like highbrow um i mean his he didn't dwell in this area for very long but there was a period like when we first met philip seymour hoffman he mm-hmm. was he was Dusty and Twister, right? He yeah. was he yeah, was in yeah. some comedy with Ben Stiller. There was mm-hmm. there was like a couple years where you're like, oh, who's this goofy guy? Gross. And then, right. and then he's like, actually, I'm the best actor of your generation. <laughs> like, Can you believe? <laughs> you're like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> I guess maybe to some degree it's Jim Carrey. That's maybe like I guess to bring it full circle because yeah. that's essentially what ends up happening to him is that eventually he just keeps grinding and putting the work in and eventually just becomes like this very accomplished and celebrated mainstream actor who, you know, obviously still does, you know, what he was well known for every now and then, but that's basically the trajectory he goes on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey probably is the best scenario. I, uh, 
one one other thing I wanted to talk about this movie, a, a thing I like. Did you? <laughs> I like the part where the troll like eats the bullets, and the uh, the, <laughs> the other troll is like <laughs> dad's just just handcuffed to the car, just like. Huh, huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like telling his son, like get back. Get like maybe throw a rock i don't know <laughs> the, the other trolls like bashing him on the head with the board like, <laughs> until till that kid <laughs> runs up and pours some milk on him <laughs> yeah that's right oh man that milk Ooh. <laughs> what a deus ex milking out huh <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome Oh man! Well, I wanted to. Can I talk about? Can I talk about one of my favorite parts? Yeah, please. Yeah. And you can tell it's one of their favorite parts because they use it twice. <laughs> but talk about like the proto things that this movie does. It does like the proto Family Guy cutaway because there's a part where he goes like, "I didn't give up. Just ask my fourth grade teacher." And it cuts, or like, "I didn't know when to quit." And it cuts to her like, "He never knew when to quit." And he yeah. starts scratching the chalkboard. She smacks him in the back of the head. <laughs> they do that bit twice. And they don't even try to hide the fact that it's the exact same footage the nope. second time. They just throw it back in there. It's like, you know what? That moment killed in test screenings. Just do it again. Right. And yeah. you know what? It works both times. It's, it's great. Oh, it's such a good joke. It's good both times. <laughs> well, no. Well, in the spirit of, of this movie and the fact that, you know, Halloween is coming up when, when we release this. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any good, like halloween stories or like any interesting haunted houses you've been to like what's the like the coolest halloween thing you've done or the coolest okay, halloween yeah. place you've gone to brett you want to go um i remember going to a haunted house when i was like way too little to go to one and i remember i chickened out and i didn't go and that's pretty much because what you saw as you were waiting in line were people exiting the haunted house and then a man with a chainsaw, like a legit chainsaw, chasing yep. them oh, was across that, was, the lawn. Was that the Harrisburg haunted house? It certainly was. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. They must have brought that back every year then. They did, yeah. I, I think I'd only they, gone once. Well, there, there was one year that I worked there. Well, I wasn't work. I volunteered at the Harrisburg haunted house. I was in middle school. Yeah. And, um, and me, it was me and some of my friends. And so we had to go to like, we did some rehearsals and meetings to like show us what to do and, and how to, to work this event or, you know, work the haunted house. And for some reason, this kid that was with us, uh, uh, Mike Griffin, uh, who's in, in prison now for murder. Uh, yeah, Jeff, you know, but he but the right before the haunted house was supposed to open on the first day he like crushed up a bunch of stink bombs for some reason so the whole place just smelled like ass it smelled terrible and they 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 immediately knew who did it and so he threw they they threw out mike and all of his friends so i got i got fired from a volunteer job at a haunted house when I was like 13 years old. <laughs> you can't fire me. I unvolunteer. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. That's I don't really have, I mean, I, I've got like one story I remember from Halloween. So going back to what I said earlier, I hate scary movies. And again, really it's not the movies themselves. Cause once you see them, you know what they are. So it is kind of a conquering your own fear. It's always like the intangible scary movie that you have in your head where you don't know what happens. And so you're, mm -hmm. So, you know, like your darkest fears run wild. I remember hearing the the plot or the concept of Blair Witch 
um, from a friend who saw a test screening months before any of that marketing started. And it messed me up just like thinking about it. Like it just absolutely like crept into the subconscious. <laughs> so as a kid, that's what Freddy Krueger was for me. Oh just yeah. hated the idea, hated the concept again. When I would think about it, just like the, the, my imagination would run wild. Well, I was going to see my pediatrician for just like a, I think either just like a vaccination or a checkup on Halloween night. I was going to go trick or treating his son and his son's friend were there. And one of them had like a Freddy Krueger outfit. And so I was just like unglued and freaking out. <laughs> and so he was like being, you know, trying to be polite and like shooing them away and having them stop. But at one point, we're having to, like, walk from the examination room I was in out to the front desk. And so we're walking by another examination room. And one or the other had, like, just taken the glove. They hid under, like, the examination <laughs> table and, like, put the hand out with the glove. And we're just, like, tapping the floor with it as we walked by. And I just, like, completely freaked out. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> it was great. It's a, great, it's a great scare. Uh, the doctor was pissed as he should have been. But, I mean, it was... <laughs> I remember that. Um, my other Halloween thing is, I know I keep promoting uh, my beloved downtown Franklin here, um, but there's a street in downtown Franklin. It's called Martin Place, and it has a historical marker on one of the houses because it was the site of the first ever Johnson County Fair. Um, but what they do on Martin Place is they close it off, so they barricade it, and they put you know, a couple of police officers outside. And then every house on this street has a pissing contest with each other to see who can outdo their Halloweenness for the year. Yeah, and it's insane. <laughs> and so when you go out trick or treating, uh, you have to go there and just see like how everybody goes all out for it. Like one year, one house was a Super Mario Brothers themed house where they just put a projector up on their house and were like showing the game, and then had like a big 3D kind of like sculpture that went along <laughs> with the game and stuff. And then one year, this this one house like completely like lost their minds and they did this like fantastically bizarre like animals butchering people type of things. So it was like a butcher Ooh, shop. Nice. And like they were like had like pig masks on. That's cool. I mean, it was very impressive. But yeah, that's 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 a Halloween highlight every year. Martin Place in downtown Franklin. That's Absolutely. awesome. That That's man, great. the Super Mario house, they should have instead like played episodes from the Super Mario show with like Captain, uh, Captain, Captain Lou, Lou about, yeah, <laughs> just have that showing on the side of the house. <laughs> that would have been delightful. Man, I think, I think the scariest, I guess, worst Halloween or worst haunted house I went to was it was either I was in high school or it was shortly after high school. Brent, I don't remember if you were there. House. Is that the biker, the Christian biker church? So I was I was going to mention this. Yeah. Okay. We, we went together. Because I am intrigued. We went together, right? Jeff, this is this is the weirdest. This is like literally scary. Yeah. Like okay. A, an un you wouldn't think in a way that it would be. Corey, <laughs> Corey, go ahead. And I'll jump I'm in. Starting, I think I'm, I need I'm to, I need to think that these beautiful stuff. gentlemen baited me into this podcast, so you could freak me out right that's, now. All right, let's go. <laughs> a, so so anyway, so we're we're in high school. We're a bunch of like uh, you know cocky like left-leaning like liberal shitheels from bloomington indiana in oh. in southern indiana right so so we go to this haunted house that's out is it in ellettsville brent or it's around ellettsville spencer i think so jeff in the middle of nowhere yeah okay out right. in the middle of nowhere right. and so but it's it's at this big biker church in the middle of nowhere okay. right and so you go in and man, I know there were a lot of rooms. There's one in particular I remember, but Wait, it's so we go in and there's a a pie contest, right? Like we, I think we won a pie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the initial, good. we went to like this staging area where you're ready, to, you know, you're waiting for your turn, and they're they're giving out pies, you know. So as of yet, we're like, this is cheesy. And our th- I think one of our buddies knew what it was. It was like, just... Way to go, Ellettsville. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, so we were like eating a pie. I think we ate like a pie or something. We ate a piece of pie or something like that while we were waiting to go we had a pie. We were like, we were, like happy. Like it was fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did they let your guard down? When I think, yeah, we were probably a little bit, you know, lit on the way there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but so, so we go inside and I just remember all of the rooms are like sin- related it's like very preachy and brent you might remember more than i do the one room i may i mainly remember is the abort- Wait, I, I, I could take it through please 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 take us through i think you remember it better oh, than man. i do i just remember this one room right yeah so we ate our pie okay yeah. <laughs> and, it's been established but okay and it's our there's gonna be a big payoff with this pie you recycled the aluminum pan <laughs> the and then it's turn. time it's time to, it's our turn you said and, you were liberal from bloomington what? <laughs> a little bit So they say. It's, it's it's good to know that they had moral lines they wouldn't cross. It's very confusing. It was like the whole demonize the gay community with their age and whatnot. No, <laughs> this, this is bad. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Corey, you uh, go ahead. Um, we, there's the we went into like a tent area that was made up to look like an outside situation. They had a car turned over. Okay. Remember okay. this? Man, you remember this so much better than I do. A person like um, laying out of it with like, like a crawled out of it, booze. and of yeah. course it was like they, they were drinking alcohol, mm. and you know. And then you're probably going to mention the next thing. I bet the most crazy one, right, was when you, the hospital oh, it gets crazier. I think, okay. yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Go ahead, tell yeah. us one. Oh, I don't. Please, you you're going to describe it. You remember this much better than I do. Obviously, I'd rather hear it with your detail. So we walk into the next room, Jeff. And you walk in and you walk through the threshold of this hospital examination room and then just like the smell of like alcohol or formaldehyde or something just like hits you like in waves. Like, and it's a lady getting an abortion. Yep. Uh, that That's the one. That's the one. 
that's the room. That's the that's what I remember. <laughs> I love I love the bookends of this. It's like we're gonna hit you hard with our ultra right vomitous noise, but in between, you know, don't uh, uh, whip uh, people of color and drinking irresponsibly is you know don't do that. And here we go. boom. <laughs> Yeah. And then it ends with, fuck, you go into this dark room, and then a bunch of light turns on, like, on one, one side of the room, and fucking Jesus Christ walks out. That's yeah, he right. gives you a message. Yeah. Of course. You, did you enjoy the pie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we true. did. We did. It was, it was, it was the only blood. way to get through it. <laughs> blood yeah. of my blood, pie of my pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell house. Yeah. Just yeah. Weirdest, yeah. I'll never forget that. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, so that's a thing. I'm sure they we gave them money. To, we gave them money. That's <laughs> it. At the end of the day, <laughs> they won. Yeah, they did. That's true. Yeah. Or are they gonna draw straws for who gets to what on a given night at Hell House? Like, <laughs> Who's the dude that got whipped, man? Like he, like he was just <laughs> bored with all that shit. Yeah. Can I be the abortion girl just once? I'll wear the wig. <laughs> it already smells in there. No one's gonna know. <laughs> Right. Nope. Yeah. So anyway, so that was that's the most fucked up haunted house I've ever been to. I'm glad you. Yeah. That's that is that's po that's a poem. What you just gave us was a poem. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else uh, you guys wanted to talk about? Any other points about this movie you wanted to discuss before we dive into head cannons? Yeah, I wanted to see if there's anything on my notes that I I wanted to hit on. Um. I, I do think that there's something about as as stupid and trivial as the the climax of the film is the whole idea of the world needing to be someone with the heart of a child. Yeah. Um, I do I do still have a soft spot for that because it's it condenses the earnest character into a microcosm. One of the things that I don't think it's celebrated enough about why that character worked why it struck a nerve as an ad campaign that grew into a film franchise and continues to be something that I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm not being disingenuous. Like Mm -hmm. I went on slinky dog dash at Disney world with my daughter. We sat in the front car and I had this rush of emotions because it was like, look at this character, the Jim Varney voice. Here's somebody who brought so much good to the world. And even though he has no idea, you know, what's outlived him here is something that very indirectly is just kind of a, a, a signifier of, you know, the imprint that he left on, on, you know, the world and culture at large. Um, but just the idea that Ernest is this innocent and what makes the character work, what makes the character enduring is the fact that it, it, it's like what, that, that kind of maybe like Forrest Gumpian frequency where you could push it one step too far and it's hack or it's derivative, you mm-hmm. know, but the fact that he just tap dances that minefield so brilliantly without ever teetering it over into something that's in poor taste, it's always there, right there on the edge of just complete sweetness, genuine and innocence. Like there's something about that climax that even though again, stupid, you know, which I guess is fitting for the title. Um, yeah. still like, it's like, that is, that's the character. It's a distillation of the character. It's what yeah. makes it work. It's, it's like, there is this sweetness, this innocence, this heart of a child. That's why Ernest will always work. Yeah. 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 And that, that always stuck with me. Like as a kid, you know, the fact that he starts dancing with this troll and then gives it a big smooch. And that's it's got the, with the mini driver, Matt Damon spit line coming off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he removes his chin from side to side very quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they do that, they do that, they do that same kind of move, um, a couple of times in like the, the earnest 
uh, mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. You, um, those brothers. Of oh, that's life. right. You haven't even talked about and it. Ernest, yeah, right. oh. and, Ern- and Ernest show or movie is so funny because like Ernest is like this funny character who's the main. He's like, hey, the show's here. And he has his own comic relief. Like, <laughs> he does. And his so two good. brothers yeah, that Tom, are, and Tom and Bobby. Again, I forget. Tom and well, Bobby were the characters. I think it's team. Mike and Bobby. Okay. I can't remember. That. Like, cause are you guys like me? Are you heartbroken when they first show up and it's a different Mike? Yeah. Like, Bobby stays the same, but this is the first one where a different actor oh. is playing the other character. I didn't even realize that. Sure I- yeah, no, it is, because the other one, it, so he plays that character. So it's weird, because he plays that character in camp, but there's not a Bobby. When they go to Christmas, which is probably my favorite Ernest movie, it's yeah. it's Mike and Bobby on full display. I think it's Mike. Um, they're there for jail, and then when he gets a stupid, Bobby stays, and the original Mike goes. And that's because I think that guy was starting to, to get some Hollywood traction, because he'd just been in fried green tomatoes, and he was like, probably outgrowing the okay. Ernest franchise. But yeah, whenever they first show up and it's a different guy, I'm always a little heartbroken. It's like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> okay. different. Well, that guy, well, then that's why this didn't happen then, because I was waiting for his eyes to do the shift. Yeah, because the other guy does that. Yeah, it's brilliant. It must have been a different guy. Yeah, okay. That makes more, so much sense, Jeff. Yeah, okay. Huh. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, those. Those characters are, are really lovely. I, I, oh, gosh, I, yeah. Bobby, that Harper Mark's kind of just like silent character. Yeah. So good. Yes. And is it? It's it's in this one. At one point, he's like on the drum set, right? Where he's like, he's like brooks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, man. that guy's so weird. <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah, Ernest's dog theme is Rim- Rimshot, Rimshot. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is Rimshot's oh. last movie, apparently. Oh really? Oh, yeah, he just got turned into a statue. That was one of the things in my notes. Like, how come the children get turned into action figure size, but Rimshot is almost bigger than he is as an actual dog? <laughs> That seemed like an interesting choice. Yeah, like, oh, I, I thought you were telling like a like an actual trivia thing, where like he was stuffed. He's at the Smithsonian. Yeah. You should, yeah, the yeah. Ernest exhibit. Yeah, like next to the vest and the cap, and then there's the stuffed rim shot. <laughs> oh man! Next week we're going to be talking about 1997's Anaconda. So be sure to check out that movie. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. Well, do you guys, uh, do you want to get into your headcanons? Do either of you want to want to kick off or I can go for, I, I think I might, yeah, why don't you go first, I think I've got two so I could, I could kind of book in this uh, with with one about uh, homosexuality and one about um, abortion, but uh, not really. So, <laughs> Ernest Ernest goes on to open Hell House. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Which I think that's what the kids were building in the in the beginning, right? The <laughs> until, yeah. until the real heroes of the story tore it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then when they come in. Then we're going to vilify abortion. Yeah. Right, Ernest? You bet. <laughs> and we're going to hit him with the wet mop, which is like the uterus of a preteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, everybody deserves bodily autonomy. You know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, that's a line we would have gotten from Ernest eventually, I feel like. Eventually, yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah that is a bit of a bummer when you think about it. there wasn't the Vern bit that they do in some of the other ones yeah 
Um, but anyway, mine's real simple. I, I, I am enjoying, like, I, I know we're going to get to headcanon, but I'm really <laughs> tickled right now because it just hit me that one of the things he's most known for are these ad campaigns and just picturing a world where they had Ernest doing PSAs for things like bodily autonomy. It's really, really tickling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Woman's body is her own right. So my 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 first headcanon is really simple. It's just that those the bullies, the Murdochs, um, it's just kind of a headcanon about the future. They're going to jail, right? Like they're just they're gonna oh, yeah. they're gonna end up in jail eventually. Oh, yeah. Those bullies, like we could see we could see their future. So that's my first headcanon. Very simple. And they end up with then they end up in the neck, and they end up with a uh, Ernest in jail. Oh right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Well, how about you, Brent? What's your what's your headcanon? I thought I thought of like a it'd be interesting if if um there was a crossover of of um John Wick or or even even the I've got a special set of skills guy what's that movie called right Taken uh, Taken, taken. Yeah. yeah we're like we're like the, the children are are taken and they're putting the tree trunk in and he has to Ernest has to go around I just the denim. The, I don't know, like the denim flying around with like kung fu moves would just be like really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest in an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yes. <laughs> All right. Well, what what about you, you Jeff? What do you got? Uh, so I so I've got one based on something that I think there's enough like uh, circumstantial evidence in the film to support this, but I think that Ernest and Lady Hackmore end up together yeah, and okay. like raising the, the her siblings or I'm not quite sure what their specific the relationships were the 1700s yeah just know it's so convenient that she knows I've been hanging on to them forever and now is the time <laughs> but the reason that I want to posit this theory is I think that Ernest and Lady Hackmore are totally fucking and here's why yeah that scene when they build back the, yes when they build the fort he leaves well, the kids stay there because they have to have like the interaction with the bully. But there's a total day to night transformation, like like a bunch of time passes. <laughs> it's it's reverse Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. She's building something in her basement, <laughs> and yeah, and he's got to go help her out. He's got to get something <laughs> off the tallest of shelves. But that day to night transition takes way too long for him to just like leave, set it up with, "I'll go see Lady Hackmore while you guys finish up here." <laughs> just like the moon comes into play, like it is just. <laughs> I think yeah, I think you're right. That's almost that's almost text textual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't think it's gonna get better than that. That's my preferred headcanon for this movie. So. <laughs> but one thing we want to root for, let's get Ernest laid. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the next. That was the next movie they were gonna do. Is Ernest gets laid? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Miyak. They, they they use a lot of that Miyak. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. All that <laughs> awesome well jeff is there anything you want to plug or point people toward while you have the floor f- to our you know 12 to 14 listeners yeah um uh, yeah just um don't go to hell house um <laughs> uh yeah and and if you can just you know kind of put your your time money and energy into the universe in the most noble of causes and hopefully 
those come up as they do and you can respond to them. Um, comedy sports is going to be, uh, going into the new space at some point here soon, right by the university of Indianapolis. And there's also a fantastic space in Avon at the red curb theater that Will Paffenberger runs, um, always in need of audiences, always in need of, uh, your, your, uh, support and your, and your business, et cetera. So yes, patronize the arts, you wonderful, <laughs> wonderful people, all dozen of you. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, Jeff, thanks you. Thanks for uh, for coming on. Thanks for watching this movie, which I love. I've always loved this movie. It was such a, a, yeah. a joy to revisit. And, no, same. Uh, yeah. Holy shit, you guys! Thanks so much for inviting me. This has just been eighth level Mario Brothers. I just had a blast. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>